I didn't hit my personal goal. So I kind of got down on myself. But the overall, you know, that's where I got first place female for that one last year. But yeah, I had a time in my head that I wanted to make, but I went over it. Okay, let me get the let me get this straight, Ashley. So you had a goal, you didn't hit it, but you were still first place female. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're setting some pretty high goals for yourself. Hiya, this is Pop Belly Runner, and I'm a big ass runner from the United Kingdom. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here is your host, Jeff Harrell. Thank you, Potbelly Runner. That is an OG intro from way back in 2020. We appreciate it, Potbelly Runner. Hope you're doing well there in the UK. And on my bucket, I've been to Heathrow, but never actually outside the airport. On my bucket list of places to visit. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 135. My name is Jeff Harrell. We have a great show for you. Segment number one is one of my, you know, why I run is probably my favorite segment, but this one's high up on the list, and we haven't done it in a while. And the reason I love it is we get to learn more about herd members, part of the Big Ass Runner herd. And today we have our friend Ashley Durston. Ashley is a great friend of the show an amazing runner out in Surprise, Arizona, and you are going to love to get to know Ashley a little bit better. So that's segment number one. And segment number two, I have a little audio clip from an elite runner, and it's very, very interesting. Very interesting as I heard him interviewed after the Black Canyon 100K, and this was someone that podiumed, some of the things he said and some of the things I thought, hmm, that's very interesting and something I think the everyday runner can relate to. So that's segment number two. But first, I mentioned last week we have an exciting announcement this week. I asked you guys a few weeks ago, what kind of content would you like to see on the show or hear? Because it's a podcast, Jeff. Hear about on the show. And a lot of it had to do with Races, race reports, race previews, behind the scenes. Give us some of the content that you just can't get anywhere. And so I'm very excited to announce a new partnership with one of the amazing trail running companies here in this general part of the world, Blaze Trails. And we're about to bring on the co-owner and race director for Blaze Trails. So if I can find my big ass runner hotline, hang on one second. Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Chris Barnwell. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Very excited to announce this partnership. And Chris, by the way, is race director. He is co-owner of Blaze Trails. You guys have heard me talk about Blaze Trails on this show all the time because we do a lot of the races here in the North Texas, and now you're even down into South Texas and up into, into Oklahoma as well. And so we're super excited to announce this partnership. And I think the thing I'm most excited about is the Big Ass Runner Herd is going to benefit because they told us they want more behind-the-scenes content. They want more race reports. They want to hear from people on you know on the trail, so to speak, doing races, 
And we're going to do all that. And so we're super, super excited. So Chris, excited about this partnership. Yes, both Anna and I are very excited as well. As you know, when we started talking about this a few weeks back, Anna and I both contacted Jeff and we were talking about trying to do something together because we just really felt like it was a great fit because Big Ass Runner and Blaze Trails kind of share a lot of the same values when it comes to the community. We like to make our races more about our runners. And I know that Big Ass Runner likes to make it about the community as well. And so with that being said, I mean, that was a great fit for us. Yeah. And I felt the same way. And, and I do want the listeners to know, you know a little bit about you, Chris. So I know you've been on the show before. You talked a little bit about this, but just real briefly, give us a little bit of, of your background and then how you became a race director. <laughs> well, so a little bit about my background. I, I really, well, I guess in some ways, I guess what I would say is my story um, is similar to what yours is, Jeff. I mean, I know that at one point you were a bigger guy and I most certainly was. And for a number of years that I kind of got into running accidentally because I really had just started into it from walking and walking kind of turned into running. And then the next thing you know, I mean, I ran five miles every other day for probably five or six years before ever getting into running any kind of race. I always said I wanted to be non-competitive and all that kind of stuff and just run for fitness. But around 2009, I ran my first marathon, really enjoyed it. And 2010, ran a couple more. And not too long after that, I found trail running and just kind of fell, fell in love with it. And from there, ran a bunch of different trail races, you know, eventually culminating with being able to get into the Western States 100 and eventually do the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. And after for that experience, it wasn't too long, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe a year and a half later, Grasslands Trail Run, the uh, RD position was vacated. Paul Smith was moving to Colorado and he had decided that he was no longer going to be able to uh, direct the race. And as soon as that happened, a note went out to I mean, and this kind of tells you a little bit about when this was, but a note went out to a Yahoo bulletin board that North Texas trail runners had back there at the time saying that they were looking for a race director. And as soon as that happened, you know, I, I ended up going and talking to Ann and said, hey, I was like, hey, Ann, they just came out and said they need a race director. And I was like, kind of like saying, hey, I think I want to do this. And she was like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll support you in it and all. And so within 10 minutes after they posted it, Ann and I had uh, taken on uh, the Grasslands Trail Run. And that was that was eight years ago now, eight years ago, I guess, back at the end of January. And so it's been one heck of a rewarding experience for us. We've seen over the past eight years, you know, we've seen a lot of different runners come through that event. And it's also the kind of thing that was kind of like the spark that kind of lit the flame that became Blaze Trails Running. And Jeff, I got to tell you, I didn't even think about that until just now, actually. I, it just kind of came up right now. <laughs> and it's kind of funny how that kind of worked, actually. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's what the, the Big S Runner herd is going to benefit from. Someone like yourself, Chris, who has so much experience in trail running. You've done Western States. Like you said, you've done the the Grand Slam of ultra running. But you've also, for eight years, been running these great events and you've, you've seen it all. So we're going to, we're going to really benefit from your experience and a little bit of behind the scenes. And I know we're going to start here in a, in a few weeks at Grasslands. And that's, you mentioned that there's, this will be the 25th anniversary of that race. My son Hayden is doing his first marathon there on the trail. His wife, 
Donna is doing her first half marathon on the trail, and I would love to invite all the Big Ass Runner Herd members who can make it out there to Grasslands. We'll be out there. We would love to see you as well. But, man, I'm just excited about this partnership, Chris, and I'm excited that the Big Ass Runner Herd is really going to benefit from some really, I think, behind-the-scenes kind of content that you just can't get anywhere. Yes, absolutely. And the one other thing that we should just kind of note this is the 25th anniversary of the first Grasslands. And I believe I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a look and see, but I'm, well, I know she signed up, but Susie Cope, the founder of the race is going to be out there this year as well. That's great. And one of the things that I'm going to try to do is we're going to try to do something out there to honor her. But the other thing that I would also know, because I think I mentioned this before on, on my Grand Slam journey, but she was super inspirational in that because if many of you, I don't know if you know or not, but Susie Cope was the first woman to complete the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. And in, I want to say it was 1987. And so it's really great to have someone like her in our community that was kind of like one of those real pioneers in the sport. And it's really been great to have had both her and, and Michael, her husband, you know, as being friends over the years as well. Well, we're, like I said, we're, we're excited about the history, the, the connections that you have, the content that will be able to share and so we like to say we're super excited about this partnership and and lots more to come so chris thanks for hopping on and and man we're excited to to kick this off here in a few weeks at grasslands absolutely we can't we can't wait awesome see you buddy Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline, I'm very excited. We have Ashley Durston. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. We are such a big fan of yours. And I think, I feel like we've known you from the beginning of the show because you you did a scary story in October of our very first year. I remember that. And you've done some other things. I think you did the intro for our 100th episode. I just feel like you're, fa- you're family. You're family. Yes, that's how I feel about you. You're like family, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so great. And we got to meet, uh, and we were just talking before we hit record, a year ago, I can't believe it's been that long, mm. at Black Canyon. Yeah, because they just ran Black Canyon 2023, and I was in Arizona for 2022, so it's been a year, but we did get to meet in person. So we know each other actually does exist. <laughs> <laughs> not a bot. <laughs> That's right. I'm not a bot. I sometimes sound like it, but I'm not. I'm not a real person. I'm a real person. Well, I'm super excited because this is one. We have several favorite segments. This is one of my favorite segments because we get to know some of our listeners. And I'm so excited to do that with you today, Ashley. So let's just start at the top. Tell us a little bit about you, where you are in the world, and a little bit about your, maybe what you do on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Well, I live in Surprise, Arizona, which is very west of Phoenix. I am a dental assistant. I, uh, yeah, so I live in Surprise, Arizona, and I um, have three kids. And like I was just telling Jeff, I've Kind of, my life has changed in the last year, so I'm just like navigating, you know, single parenting and 
training and a full-time job. So my day-to-day is a little, a little kind of chaotic, but like I was talking to Jeff too, that I'm kind of not getting more control of everything and managing things better um, with my time. <laughs> and Ashley, I guess I didn't realize you had three kids. How, what are their ages? Yeah, so uh, 17 and uh, yeah, they're all teens, 17, 14, and then my youngest is going to be 13 soon. So they're all in those wonderful ages where they're all girls. <laughs> oh, all girls. Nice. All girls. Yeah. And you started when you were like seven because you don't look like you're old enough to have a 17 year old. <laughs> Hope you take that as a compliment. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So navigating a, a life that has had some some changes in the last year and you're balancing a lot of different things, are you able to find time to get on the trails and kind of work work through some of that stuff out there in the trails of Arizona? Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, that's just been the change for me is just, well, I feel like problem solving has always been like something I'm kind of good at, but I feel like I have to do that on the daily now with I have a plan for the week of this is what I want to do. I do a lot of cross training, so I I go to the gym, I do all these different things, but now I have to plan, like, after work, it depends on how the work day goes, like, what do I have, like, time or energy or what's going on this day to this day, that I'll have a gym bag in my car, I have, like, a running bag in my car, so it's kind of like, this is my plan, but I might do the gym instead because it's quicker than going out in the mountains, you know, running, and so I just kind of change it not very set in stone like what I do every day but strength training spin class running on trails running on a track or around somewhere that's just quick yeah and I just added swimming in recently because you needed something else yeah I'm like I love all the things so just it's all it's to me it's good just mixing in all the different things using all the different muscles and everything and yeah you know, you, you hit on you hit on something. David Roche just wrote an article in I think it's Trail Runner magazine talking about how how important consistency is. Just getting he said sometimes you may maybe only have ten minutes, but just but just get out there and, and do the ten minutes that you have and how mm-hmm. consistency sometimes trumps, you know, even a hard workout or a long workout. If you just keep getting out there consistently, you'll get the results you're looking for. So it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Just doing doing something, just getting out there, and to me, it makes me feel good. Like I feel like so good, and it's like a good buffer from like leaving work, working in the medical field. You know, every day is just unpredictable and all that. But then doing something, something on the way home, like that, in my car, it looks like I live out of it because I have all these bags. But it's like <laughs> if it's the if it's the gym or if it's somewhere on the trail, like. After I can go into it like with no energy thinking, oh, I don't even know how I'm going to get this workout. I want to do this like really tough workout like at the gym or something. And I'll know if I have the strength or the energy for it. And then you do and you push through it and then you feel so good after. So then when I come home, I'm always in a good mood. I, <laughs> my, I got my kids told they think I have it all together because I always come home every day like in a good mood. They have no idea, you know, the kind of day I had. <laughs> You've got to be the coolest mom. Like I, I just don't, I can't imagine a cooler mom. Than uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything different from my kids. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, they're, they're 
me and they do they, they do we laugh a lot at home i mean i am the way i am you know you, you met me and how i am online how i am parenting everything is the same and we love that we love that about you i've got a, a couple of couple of questions so if you had a weekend and you could just have the perfect weekend it could be whatever you wanted to to look like what would that weekend look like oh the perfect weekend i would say that just away from it all that's what that's why i just like just go somewhere new something different like of course in the mountains somewhere that's where it's just peaceful to me and not particular any specific place i have in mind when i'm thinking like a perfect weekend but just somewhere away from the city the traffic and all the, the, you know, hustle and bustle and craziness of the day to day and just uh, get out there and yeah, you know, (laughs) many, many miles with great company. Love it. A a respite from the chaos. That sounds like just a relaxing and for you, relaxing is probably like a a 20 mile run. (laughs) It it is. Uh, Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Just the feeling you get from it. It's just the best. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm curious because there's I have a few questions. We're gonna have a lightning round here in a, in a little while, but I'd love to to hear from you around a couple of things. One is because you've done a lot of races, and and by the way, Ashley's a very humble person, but she finds herself on the podium quite often. She's a very good runner, very successful runner. Have you had a race where you're like this was a really difficult race? Oh, yes. My, the first hundred miler was very difficult. Like, I've never been in such a bad mood when running towards the end of that race. I was just so depleted. And yeah, it was just because I could not take calories in. And it was way beyond like experiencing, like really prepared for. So yeah, the, I'm lucky on the first time, the first hundred mile. That was, that was tough. And, but then, you know, I went through it. So then I did the next year and knew what to expect and knew how to prepare for, you know, going to go through. And yeah, so it was like, it, it was great because, you know, I learned all the things that went wrong. Right. Well, wrong, not right. Wrong. Right. Yeah. Wrong. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pronounced muggy on you. Got, I think you had to correct me on that one. Cause I think when we were looking at some races, I didn't know how to pronounce it, but it's muggy. Hard right? one. Yeah. Cause you want muggy on. I don't correct everyone. Like <laughs> I hear people say muggy on or whatever, but, um, it's actually the doctor I work for. He born and raised in Arizona, but he's the one who corrected me. Cause I would call it muggy on. He's, Muggy on, and I'm like, oh, so, so I know, okay. yeah. So that's how you say it. Very cool. So that was the toughest, but you came back and you conquered. Yeah, it. that was. The- you learned. You learned what you went wrong, and you, you tweaked. It sounds like a, a very good trail runner. That's what we do: is we learn, learn from our mistakes, and and tweak them, and and get it right the next time, and probably have a different mistake the next time, but maybe not as is <laughs> catastrophic <laughs> and doesn't make us as angry at the end yeah. of the race. Do you have a race where you're like, this race was the perfect one? Like, this has been my best race experience or my favorite race? Yeah, I would say a couple, but one that really stands out to me is here at the White King. I did that one a couple of times. It's a 50 miler called the Mesquite Canyon 50 miler with Arabipa. 
it was my second time doing it. It was last, yeah, it was last year, last March. And yeah, it just went well. I, it was just such a great experience. I met so many great people during it. And I just, I kept up with like the lead guys the whole time and we came through the 50k and they were just so awesome to me that, you know, you just tucking me up saying like, Oh my God, but you know, it's like how great you're doing and all that. And yeah, I just felt, I felt really great. I really prepared. I never had a goal for a race like I did for that one, just because that's where I trained. I like my heart is in that race. I really love that race because I love it hits all the trails except for like a couple of them, but the majority of the trails is the white team. So I know that course, back of my hand, I know that course. So yeah, it was just like, it was a good day. And I didn't hit my personal goal. So I kind of got down on myself, but overall, you know, that's where I got first place female for that one last year. But yeah, I had a time in my head that I wanted to make, but I went over it. Okay, let me get the let me get this straight, Ashley. So you had a goal, you didn't hit it, but you were still first place female. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're setting some pretty <laughs> high goals. Well, for yourself. Not like then I was kind of down because I had that goal that I just I I do better when I don't have the goal for a race because it's kind of in your head because I never really watch. I go like when I run like in races, don't watch my watch. You know, I don't check on it. I just set it in the beginning and forget about it until the end. Except for if I'm like in a hundred mile race, yeah. then, you know, I kind of want to see like how much farther we have. Yeah, that one, I really took it towards the end. I was like, at this time, this is where I should be if I want to hit that goal. And I was getting closer and closer. And then the right when I hit, like I was getting close to the end and I went past that time. It was like, it's kind of defeating, you know, because you have that time in your head. So then I'm like, maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> For me, to set goals, and it then it made me slow down because once I went past that time, I was like, forget it. And then I started oh, yeah, walking. Yeah. I didn't even. I felt great, and I started when I passed my time. I was by myself. I started walking. My friend, he's a friend of mine now. His name's Joe. Joe Corsione comes up behind me, and he's like, "Hey, good job!" And I didn't know him at the time. And he passes me, and I was like, "Taking <laughs> in a bad mood because." I told him afterwards, I was like, I had to make my time, and I just started walking. Oh, Ashley. And you still finish first overall female. Yeah. Things were about, you have those times sometimes where everything seems to kind of go in line and have a good day out there. You gave us a couple of nuggets of wisdom already, and you said, you know, start your watch, but just go. Just go, and at the end, look and see how you did. Go by feel, see how you're feeling that day. Don't get so caught in your head on numbers sometimes. I think that's a good piece of wisdom. I would love to know if you have any other pieces of advice. You got the big ass runner herd listening. They are, you know, just a group of awesome people and runners in your experience and the things that you've done on the trail. Any any pieces other pieces of advice that you'd share? I don't just I don't just say like you were we were talking about instead of like the guy that's on the trail runner. I don't know if you said magazine or the runner magazine about consistency. I think that's just so important because on any level you're at, you're going to get better if you just stay consistent. And then when you got something kind of nailed down, just push yourself a little harder. Just like that goes across everything with running. Like to me, when I go to the gym, like I'm up the weight 
you know, you're feeling good now. You're pushing this much. You're lifting this much weight. Now I'll get a little bit more. Just push, push yourself a little bit more. If you keep on doing that slowly, 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 you're just going to get better. I love that. And my wife and I were talking about the other day. We were, we, were, we said something like, as we were going to eat, I'm trying to, I'm working with Eve Pearson on some nutrition stuff. Because I, I don't know if we talked about this, actually, but I had foot surgery, so I haven't been running. And when you're not running, and you're at Clydesdale, you burn way fewer <laughs> calories than you normally would. So the weight has changed a little bit. So I'm trying to get back on it. And we went, we went out uh, for lunch. And I don't know if you, you, you do this or not, but I, get, I sit down. It was a Tex-Mex place. So you're like, okay, do I go full sin nachos, you know, enchiladas, or do I get the fajita chicken salad <laughs> and eat, you no, know, you got the devil on one side and the uh-huh. angel on the other, on the other shoulder. And we went healthy. And at the end of the meal, we're like, I never look back and go, you know, I wish I'd eaten worse. I'm always, I'm so glad that I ate cause you feel better. You feel better about yourself the same thing is true about workouts. I've never gotten at the end of a run or end of a workout going, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. It's always like when you just, you, you, you may not feel like it, you're, you're hurting or it's inconvenient or you just, it's cold or wet or you just don't, you just don't feel like it, but you go out and do it at the end of it. You're like, I'm so glad I did that. And it's that, it's that idea of just getting out there and being consistent. Exactly. I mean, out running i mean i'm sure there's like super human like elites and pros out there but like you don't start just running 50 miles like you, you know from just from the couch to 50 miles right away you gotta slowly prepare your body for it i'm going through that right now with my youngest daughter because she wants to do track but um she's so scared because she sees what i'm doing but i'm like because i told her i'll run with her but then she's not running 20 miles you know and i'm like no, we run, I'll run until you want to stop in three minutes and I'll walk with you and then we'll jog a little bit. Because she told me not even call it run. She says, I will not go with you unless you call it jogging. So I said, okay, we will jog. <laughs> I'm like, and if you want to walk the whole time the first time or just like run three steps, it doesn't, it's just a little bit. Just run a little bit. And I got her out the first time and we ran one and a half miles. She had no idea. Cause she told me you're not going over a mile. And I told her, okay. And you know, and I didn't like intentionally lie to her. I didn't know how far the dream belt was. Um, I never ran it, but um, we ran and we were talking the whole time and she, she's doing great. Like she did not nine minute mile the whole time. And um, we came back and I was like, I just let you know that I was running my watch the whole time to see how far we went. I'm like, you did a mile and a half. She's like, what? You don't use that nice. school where they have to run the track. And I'm like, yeah, track miles are like, he times those things. Those are like yeah. forever miles. So I'm like, see, this is, I'm like, this is why I like chilling. Cause I mean, like, we were just running through the sidewalk in the green belt, but it's different because everything's changing and it's hilly and all that. The, the time just goes by quick. So I was like, yeah, you did that, you know? So awesome advice. She's going to be a great little runner. I can tell already. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into our little bit of a, a lightning round, just kind of get getting to know Ashley. So what are your, do you have go-to shoes? Are there, are there a brand or kind of shoe that's your go-to? Right now at the moment, I really like Saucony. I think it's just oh. because my, my preference, like I don't like a lot of cushion. I know a lot of people love Hoka. 
I like to feel the ground when I run. And even though it's all rocky here, I still like the, I like the grip. And Takamini has, like, it's, just, it's not, um, what do you call it, like, zero drop, like, where it's, like, no cushion at all. There's a little bit, but I feel like you can really grip the ground. And the way it shapes, like, my narrow feet, the way it just shapes and everything. Is that new? Because I thought you were, I thought you were ultra. No, so I, I was experimenting with different shoes. I think I did do ultras and they just didn't work for me. I went to Topos for a while because I went to a, a local running store and they analyze, which is pretty neat. Uh, they analyze, like they have you run and then they video you and then they'll tell you if you're like, you know, pronate or all that. And I'm like a neutral and how my feet are shaped, they just suggested topos. So I just took their advice and I got topos, but I just had issues. I never had blisters before. I started getting blisters because I felt like my feet were sliding in them because they were like, I just need narrow shoes, you know, for my feet not yeah. to slide. So, yeah, so that's why I like stalking me is because it just, it fits my feet. You know, it's just like how my body is. It just works for me. And that's what we say a lot is, yeah, we, I like I like Hoka, but I actually run the road. My road shoes are Saucony, and it's because they're yeah. narrow. And I always say, people say, "What's your favorite shoe? What kind of shoe should I get?" And I said, "Whatever shoe yeah. feels good on your foot when you go try them on. Go to a local small business <laughs> yeah. if you can, running store. Try on everything and just see what feels yeah. good. You know, it, it could be sometimes that is Hoka, sometimes that's Ultra, sometimes it's Saucony, sometimes it's Topa. There's all." There's more and more, I feel like, every day in the trail running space. But, yeah, go yeah, try them on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there's so many different styles. Because they, they ask you, like, the questions. They question, you know, like, um, what kind of, are you on mostly on dirt? Are you on rocks? What's the terrain like to pick the shoes? Which I thought was great, too, because that's what they told me on. This. There's, uh, what's it, like, stone plate in it. So I was, like, told on that. Like, for the topos, when I was wearing topos, I was like, stone plate, yes prevent like you know this rocks from like really getting into your heel and everything but but yeah Saucony good yeah for I think a solid year now I've been just using Saucony. Saucony for the shoe what about fuel do you have a go-to when you're on the trail you love this fuel? I don't do a lot of gels if I do like I've been doing that Sierra series for marathons I only I only pack like mirror gels because they're like the ingredients it's all healthy you know and that's the only time I ever do gels is like one of those fast ones, but I like solid food for my runs, even my training runs and everything. And this that varies. I just will go with just different bars, like Chris bars, of our bars. I will pack like trail mix and different nuts. I eat a lot of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that and like even like big bars, different things they have at the store, stuff like that. Yeah. So you're trying to take re- real food yeah. as much yeah, as you real can. Yeah, food out as there. much as I can. Yeah. Awesome. What about for hydration? Are you are you a handheld person, a vest, a belt, all of the above, depending on the distance? What's your preference? It does depend on the distance. So, like today, I went for a run. It was just a loop, one one point two mile loop. I was doing repeats on. I there's like a bench at this like part where you start at the trailhead, and I just put a big water jug there, and I'll run the one point two, and I'll just like drink from that every every repeat. But when I do my long ones, I have my best. Yes. I wear best. Yeah, that's what's comfortable for me. I love yep. wearing the best. Yeah, but for hydration, I have to say, and I'm not like ambassador for them or anything, 
but I fell in love with Moxie because it's local here in, in not in Arizona, and she that owns the company. It's small business, and it's Pedialyte, like is the this like hydration mix, and she sponsors the Xterra races I'm doing. So at one of the races, I won because I placed and I won all her hydration like powders. And so I decided on the next race I did with Xterra to use it as my, because I used to use Noon, like tabs and stuff like that. Like I would like those. So I even actually have those where I pop them in my mouth and not mix them with water. You're popping Noons into <laughs> your then, mouth. Yes. And yes. And it's like the first time I did it, my friend, she's a coach. She told me because I ran all water. She's like, just pop a Noon. And I'm like, oh my God, this stuff is so fizzy. I don't know what's going to, is it going to make my stomach? You know, and it was kind of a weird, it's, but it's good. It's like kind of like that pop, that, yeah. that pop candy back in the day, that fizz. Yeah. And so it has that reaction in your mouth. It kind of just like dissolves and fizzy. But yeah, I do love you, but I decided to not do me that great and to do, I think that was when I did the white tank marathon and I switched to Moxie Light and it was the first like time I went past some miles. I always have some kind of cramping and I start taking salt tabs or you know, something, and I didn't cramp at all. And that one is lust, white tincture up and down, hard terrain, up and down the mountain, you know, so many times. And I was shocked because I was like, oh, I said first time, even in training runs, I get sore, but I was not sore at all. And the only thing I changed was Maki Light. So then I saw her last month, I did the McDowell Mountain um, Marathon there. And again, I felt fantastic. And that's what I was drinking for my hydration. And I came through and I PR'd my marathon. And it was like a really great race. And then I saw her. She had a booth there. And she so sweet. She she saw me. She's like, oh, let me do your barista. Because she had all her samples out. And then I told her about my experience with um, her. Your stuff is amazing. And I talked to her for quite a while. And really great company. She's going to start just selling it out of our local um, running store and yeah I guess she sold it through just their website and then Amazon but she's taking off Amazon and just doing local through our website. And it, did you say it's Moxie Light? Yeah M-O-X-I Light. Got it. And she's on yeah she's on Instagram and she's telling me because she said she created this product because she was a cramper but there's stuff that goes into this and it's all like natural it's all good for you stuff but um of course, magnesium and all that. There's just extra. I told her it's like magical. I'm like, whatever. I don't know what it is. It's a science. So whatever is magic that you put in this. Because I've never, like, and that's two races so far that I felt absolutely my best and great. Because I've always struggled a little bit with dehydrating. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I felt like I was hydrated, no cramping. And, I mean, we are in better, cooler months, but... I'm excited to see how it's going to hold up in the, you know, summer months here when heat gets you and your hydration is like super important. Yep. Awesome. Moxie light. There you go. Find her on Instagram. Yeah. I know I kind of went off on that, but I just like fell in love with no, I, that product. You know what? I, I love her. Yeah. I love when you find a product that works and especially if it's a small business and especially in the trail running space. I I love it. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. What a yes. what about pre race meal? Do you have a pre race meal that you that you go to? So I love my races during the morning for breakfast. What I've changed it. I used to have like peanut butter toast with like 
banana on top. And I switch to, I make like a big just bowl of oatmeal. And then I just add in like berries and stuff like that. And I still like, I think I decided to do that one time for one race. And it just, it filled you up. So you have in all the carbs, I guess, in it and everything. And yeah, I feel like that holds me over where I don't get hungry. It, it just works, I guess, yep. you know. I would say oatmeal right now is my my, my go-to. The current go-to is oatmeal. What about after the race? Do you have something like you just crave, you got to have this after a race? Something like I still am not good at is after a race, I have a protein shake right away because I know you should get something in you, but I have, still have that problem where, and I've always had this in my life after tough ex- exercising and all that, that my appetite is gone. And it takes forever to come back. But I know it's so important to have something within an hour after you do anything hard. So I started programming myself like two years ago that after everything, after my hard gym session and everything, I will down a protein shake and then I'll start eating something else just within an hour. And then my appetite will slowly come back later. But it's like, yeah, you need that because it'll catch up with you later. So my thing is protein shake after and then some certain foods sound good to me and then I'll start eating. But I usually, it's, I'm, I don't do the right thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't eat right away. Yeah. Coach Greg told me that he's, cause I, I remember I did a I think I did Tyler last year and he said, you know, did you, did you drink your protein afterwards? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you need to get some protein in you right after a race. So <laughs> you're ahead of the curve, Ashley. That's exactly right. Oh, God, I'm doing something you right. You are. You are. <laughs> Well, you are. I can affirm you that you are. What about favorite gear? Do you have a favorite piece of gear that you have? I mean, hydrate is important to me. I guess my favorite gear besides like the shoes. So, Ashley, I think you're a cap wearer, right? You like to wear a cap when you run? Yes, I do. And Brandon Bills is my favorite hat. I love those hats. And I wear those and bitter sunglasses because I just like to keep the sun out of my eyes and off my face. Well, you are you yeah. are in Arizona, so you get a lot of exposed air. You need you need those sunglasses. Hopefully, you're wearing sunscreen as well, yeah. Ashley. Absolutely, that's why you always see me. And people ask me why I do this, but I am always wearing long sleeve shirts. There you go. You ever see me? Yeah, I see it because I feel like personally it keeps me cooler. Just not having that sun on your skin. And even like I wear like not all my clothes are light colors in the summer. I'll wear darker clothes, but for some reason it's the fabric that I I just get different running like running shirts and stuff. So it's like kind of like that wick away, not cotton, but um, yeah, it just keeps the sun off you and know, keeps you cooler and it's sun protectant. That's great. Yeah. You're so you're doing all kinds of things right, Ashley. I'm very proud of you. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What about so if you could pick a pick a walk up song? So you're walking up to the to the starting line, and you could pick any song. What would that song be? I don't know. That's kind of funny. I, I can't even drawing a blank right now. But I've heard a couple songs where I thought about this, and I'm like, this would be a good going up to the race song. But I'm drawing a blank right now. I can't think of any. That's okay. Off the top of my head. What kind of music do you listen to just normally? So I listen to a huge range of music. I actually listen to this radio station that has 
music from all the different even decades. Like I like listening to music back from the nineties, you know. Brings me back. You say way um, back in the nineties, is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> all the way back to the nineties. Back when I was a teenager, I mean Oh man, I'm aging <laughs> back myself. In the 90s. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I like fun fast music like when I I do run to music when I go by myself and I do like listen to like I mean I listen to like Rihanna and um, Beyonce. I mean I like I like all of them. You don't listen to that that ancient 80s mu- music or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was on a journey. So, I mean, you're right. talking about how you're going to go see a journey. I listen to a journey. Yes. I, listen to every, I listen to literally everything. That's great. Bodies and play. Like, it depends on the mood. Like, I, when I'm around the house cooking, I put on some. Or Michael. Sissy Bobby. <laughs> Michael. Michael Bublé. 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 Yes, Bublé. It's like the drink. It's the it's a new uh, Pepsi water. Bublé. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I have a couple of random ones now because we're going to move away from trail running a little bit for these these last couple. Do you have a kind of a guilty pleasure, either movie or TV show that you like to watch? Mm, Wow. TV show. Uh, I've watched some. I've been watching Netflix with one of my daughters and she's into those like, we're into like murder, mystery and or scary kind of gory stuff Ooh, some dark stuff <laughs> so, yeah i know it's kind of weird but yeah me and all my kids like yeah we like that stuff and yeah i'd say like my favorite show that i haven't i've been watching forever because i mean I, i've it's been a while but walking dead yep like that was a really good show that i love yep stuff like that i don't i don't know why and i love like yeah even uh true tv those murder I don't know why. It's like that whole detective and interesting. You like the the murder mysteries. All right. Yeah. Very good. What about same same idea? Guilty pleasure food. Is there a food you're like, man, this one gets me every time? For me, the list is long, but it includes ice cream (laughs) and powdered donuts. Do you have anything you're like, this one always gets me? Say Thai food and sushi, Ooh. and I yeah. Oh, that's not a guilty play. Those are both pretty healthy, or can be. Yeah, yeah. No, I I do. I I prefer healthier food. Yeah, I've always kind of been that way. I guess my my mom was always like a health nut with food. So yeah, I, that comes kind of naturally for me to have a healthier diet. But yeah, I I, I love like. Yeah, Thai food and sushi and all that. So good. Awesome. Well, when, when we come to Arizona next year for the Black Canyon 60K, we're going to have to go get either sushi or Thai food. I love both of those. In fact, yes. for my birthday this year, <laughs> we just celebrated last night. I we got We ordered way too much sushi. We had so much sushi. It was incredible. Oh, yeah? oh it was so good. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's so good. I love it, and it's and it it can't it mostly is good for you. Now you can get some creams and sauces and get a little crazy, mm-hmm. and and maybe a little bit more rice sometimes. I don't know if you eat sashimi or sushi or rolls, but all of it's good. I love all of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's all good. It's great when you find a place that makes really good sushi too. It's usually the hole in the wall. You know, we haven't found that place yet. We're in our new. We've I say a new house. We've been here 
three years, but we still, we haven't quite found, there's a lot of sushi places around and we've tried several, but you're right. There's that, there's usually that one you walk in and you go, oh, this is it. Cause it has the right vibe. It's got the right menu. Mm-hmm. It's, it's usually smaller and friendlier and I don't know. Yeah. Haven't quite, haven't yeah. quite found that here yet, but we're, we're gonna, I'm going to keep searching. I promise you that. Yeah, no, I guess it's my mission to find one around me for you guys when you come to town. Because I don't really, yeah, when I go to for sushi, it's usually when I go home to Florida in the summer. Yeah. Because we have all our places and the sushi so, like, seafood there is so amazing because it's all fresh. And it's like, Florida's great for seafood. Yep. But, yeah, in my area, I know there's, I know there's great places. I just haven't found one here in Arizona. And, gosh, I've been here for quite a while. We'll need to, we'll need to do that. Yeah, do, do some, do yeah. some uh, reconnaissance for us when we come out there yes. early next year. And we will, we will eat some sushi. That sounds great. Well, Ashley, you are so great, so gracious with your time. It's been awesome to get to know you a little bit better on this segment. I would love for you to tell – people how they can connect with you i know you're probably your instagram is the best way it is the best way um just az runners high on instagram yeah awesome and then uh, or strava ashley durston there you go (laughs) ashley durston on strava az runners high on instagram ashley is an awesome follow on instagram have such a fun personality Mm -hmm. ashley we just enjoy knowing you and getting to chat with you and like i said you're you're your family so i can't wait to get to arizona yeah. and we get to hang out and have a little bit of sushi here in uh, in, in 11 and a half months or so i know i can't wait <laughs> awesome well thanks ashley have a great rest of your night i really appreciate you being on yeah thank you jeff One of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week, we'd love to give a shout out and kudo to our friend, Runstoppable Mo. Mo did her very first ultra race at Rocky Raccoon just a few weeks ago, and she knocked it out. Got it done. She is an ultra marathoner. We are so proud, Mo, of your performance. Way to go, way to go, Mo. Well, the Black Canyon Ultras, specifically the 100K, is an awesome race. I did it last year. It is a golden ticket race. The top two get a golden ticket. And it's just a great race because it's Aravipa. They put on great races. And it's a point-to-point. So you start up in Meyer at the high school and you run all the way down through Black Canyon City And just keep going. Keep going until you hit the finish line. A great race. And this year, and they started this a couple years ago, but they had live footage. They're still working through the technology. We saw it at Bandera. It's just tough. Bandera has no reception at all. It was very grainy. Getting the same kind of thing happening at Black Canyon. But we're just thankful to get 
live race updates. It is awesome. I'm sure as technology continues to evolve, that will get better and better. So I was glued a few weeks ago to this to see the results, to follow the race. It was a great race. And I think as many of you know, there was a a course record set by Anthony Castales. And Anthony is taking a golden ticket for his first place finish. Second place, the Brit, Tom Evans, former British Army captain. This guy's an amazing runner. He already had a ticket. He had gotten that ticket at UTMB. And so the third place runner, Janusz Kowalczyk, got third place and got a golden ticket. And after the race, Aravipa interviewed all three podium athletes. always find that fascinating. But there was something that Janusz said that I thought was really interesting. Because I think as us everyday runners, those of us getting out there, and hey, we're just trying to get our runs in. We're trying to hit some races. We're certainly never going to have a golden ticket like some of these men and women are. But we're out there doing it. We're, we're making it happen. We're hitting big goals. We love trail running. And we just assume these elite athletes are supremely confident because, man, they're the best of the best, world-class, amazing athletes. But that's not always the case. And I want you to listen to this. You, you ran a fantastic race that ultimately led to you being just shy over eight hours, which is one of the faster times on this course. You mentioned, I heard you mention earlier a little bit about confidence and how that's something that plays with you a little bit. You earned a ton of confidence chips during this race. Tell me a bit, little bit about that and, and express to the people kind of even elites, we doubt ourselves at times and it's not always an easy day out there. Walk us through that. Yeah, usually my training was quite good. I had really good sessions. Some, some weeks where I was tired, but that's okay. And then it's it's always all always the same. The week before the race, I get my doubts, and then two days before the race, I'm kind of can't change it now. Do the do your best, and it helps me because two days out, you you usually start preparing everything like your nutrition, and then this calms me down when I see I have the structure. I'm I'm good. I'm prepared, and then. I start gaining the confidence. And it's the same during the race, yeah. I had probably my worst part was maybe after 15 miles where, you know, your legs realize, oh, we are running. First 10 miles are okay. And then, and it's still so far to the finish. So your mind says, yeah, we're running and it's still 50 miles. (laughs) But then, um, yeah, I was on autopilot for five hours. And the last two hours... I couldn't I couldn't go that much faster but also I didn't like risk hell because I thought I just I didn't want to risk cramps or the heat or everything with the third in third position and the ticket inside so I yeah I just ate and rolled in this perfect zone where you can go forever without like bonking I love it I love it too and credit to Aravipa for that amazing content on their YouTube channel but isn't that interesting? I just assume these elite r- runners and even those in races that I'm in that are going to be towards the front, they're confident because they 
achieve. They do well in these races. But even the elites doubt themselves at times. But I thought it was interesting what what Yanish said. He said, a few days before I was doubting myself, I do the same thing. And usually it's during a taper because you're not running and you start to go, man, have I done enough? Am I even a runner? (laughs) Have I prepared enough? But at some point, we like to say in Texas, the hay is in the barn. You've done the work. You've prepared as best you can. Maybe you don't feel prepared enough. I don't know that we ever feel quite prepared enough. But you lean on the work that you did. You lean on the preparation. You lean on your coach. You lean on your training plan. You lean on your hydration, your nutrition. You definitely lean on your community. You get to that starting line. The nerves are there. You may be doubting yourself. Start happens, off you go. And mile by mile, you start to lean on the things that you've done. That preparation, you start to gain confidence. But isn't it interesting that just like us everyday runners who sometimes doubt, so do the elites. But what are we going to do to overcome those doubts? Toe the line and get to the finish line. For me, I think it's relying on the work that you've done in your community. But isn't that exactly what trail running is all about? The excitement, the fun, the doubts, the ups and downs. But at the end of the day, about that support system, the hard work that you've done, and the community. And I am thankful for this community, the big-ass runner herd. So next time you tell the line, have some doubts, know that elites even have doubts too. But get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. I never thought my life could be anything but catastrophe. But suddenly I begin to see a bit of good luck for me. Cause I've got a golden ticket I've got a golden twinkle in my eye I never had a chance to shine Never a happy song to sing But suddenly half the world is mine What an amazing thing Cause I've got a golden ticket It's ours, Charlie I've got a golden sun up in the sky Slippers, Charlie I never thought I'd see the day when I would face the world and say good morning. Look at the sun. I never thought that I would be slapping the lap of luxury because I'd have said it couldn't be done. So we haven't done it in a while. And I really. Well, I'm super excited because this is one. We have several favorite episodes. See, I just screwed up. We have favorite. We have several favorite segments. We're so proud, Mo, and and you did a. Go, 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 Go,